Hey guys, what's up? Uh, welcome back to On the Town another week. Thank you guys for joining us. Um, I'm sure you guys all saw the inauguration. Uh, how awesome was that uh, to see uh, peace back in the nation? I was very excited. Um, not just for the tone of like togetherness, um, peace, uh, but also some banging outfits. Did you guys see Kamala? Um, the colors, like the purples and the blues and oh, it was just fabulous. Um, I thought that was just, it, it was a sign of hope for me. Um, so um, that was pretty awesome. Uh, I love the, uh, that Jill had, uh, Dr. Biden's wife, um, Dr. Jill Biden, excuse me, Jill Biden. Let me say correct. Uh, uh, she had on a beautiful, I call it a Caribbean blue. I'm not sure if that's what it's called, but it was fabulous, fabulous. And then for, I think for one of the other uh, events, she had on a cream color that was fabulous. She just looked stunning. They both did. And Kamala in the purple, uh, that was fabulous. Um, and then someone had on, oh, that was the press secretary. Oh, she uh, she had on blue. Uh, by the way, she's very much on point. I watched her the first press conference. We're like, Okay, are we back to where press can actually say what they want, even if, it, if we're not in agreement? I like that. So I was really excited about that. Um, I thought it was fabulous. It was just a breathtaker because uh, it was just nice to see, um, you know, words filled with hope, um, kindness, and new beginnings. You know, that that whole thing was just great and great to see a, a possible restoration of our if we have a reputation, um, who are new leaders. Um, and while there's some things I'm not going to be all like, hey, I'm on board. Like, you know, I'm not a big fan of Doc Dr. Fauci. Ever everyone knows I'm not a fan at all of his. Um, I'm not a fan of the who at all. Uh, and I have my reasons why. And my all my fact checkers uh, can fact check, fact check this uh, and look at all the uh, vaccinations that they do and. Um, Africa and all those countries and how maimed a lot of those children in Venezuela and all the poorest parts, um, they go there and test. The French doctors like to go there and test. I, I know you saw that on Twitter when they made a mistake and they were speaking in French, but everyone, underst someone understood and was translating and saying, what are they actually saying? They actually experimented with AIDS on us at in Africa. Like what's up with that? So I don't particularly like them because I know the big picture. Um, and I don't like being used as a guinea pig, but that doesn't mean that you don't have to like them. And that doesn't mean that they're, well, yeah, I think they're bad, but that's just me. Uh, that's my personal opinion. That's not an opinion of, uh, my Mac does not agree with what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but it's all good either way. I'm just, it's still better to, for me, Biden and Kamala than, than dealing with Trump's, uh, hatred and spreading hatred and spewing hatred and it just, it was, it, it was not working for me at all. Um, so I'm hoping that part is at least put to rest. Thank you, God. I'm feeling, feeling very hopeful today. Uh, and I'm not interested in any bad news this week. Yay. My heart is very heavy. Uh, and I'm battling like many of you guys are to stay as they call in the Quaker world, uh, stay in the light and the truth. Uh, that's a very hard thing to do. So I've been listening to a lot of, uh, what's that K-Love? Have anybody, has anybody been put on to K-Love? Okay. Let me tell you, I found them like a year or a half ago. I don't know. And, uh, it, and when I used to work in the rehab, I used to play the songs. They'd be like, I don't listen to Christian music. I don't listen to this. I don't listen to that. And then I put on like, um, town and country and they'd be like, who is this? I was like, I told you, right. Okay. They redoing it. So it's like a little bit of, it could be, it's a little Christian, 
pinch of gospel influenced rock rock um so that's how you get lured in because you're thinking like oh this is a cool song and then you're like wait a minute they're talking about god oh and then you're like i don't care this is awesome and i just love that station because um I don't know. I've heard like a police officer was on there the other day and, and they were doing some challenge where you listen to K, uh, whatever it is. What is it? K100. I don't know what it's called. Uh, I forgot the name of the station now. Uh, gosh, I really forgot the name of the station. But anyway, it's the Christian station, whatever. And uh, and they were, he was like, they have a challenge where you listen for 100 days. And he listened uh, and he was like, I tell you, like, it's like so, so different. Like I, my attitude toward everything is just different. I feel like lighter. And that's kind of how I feel. So um, it's not for everybody, but for, it's definitely for me. Um, so I don't know if you guys know this, uh, but I'm a Quaker. Um, and the Quakers, um, I don't know if you, so everybody always asks me, what's a Quaker? What's a Quaker? What's a Quaker? Oh, gosh. There's a there's actually a meeting house in Chappaqua, and there's one in Mount Kisco on Meeting, uh, Croton, ugh, meeting House Road. Yeah, that's right before the lake. Uh, and you come past... Uh, What's the name of the lane? I haven't lived at Pines Bridge Road. When you go to the end, like you're going to go to Yorktown, and then there's the lake. You have to make the left to go to Yorktown or the right. It's, as soon as you make the right, it's a little Hansel and Gretel-looking building right there. Um, but it's a great one. You're going to sit in silence for 45 minutes, and you just listen to what God has to say to you instead of speaking. So anyway, somebody asked me what a Quaker is. So I'm going to tell you right now. Um, basically... It believes that Christian faith must express itself in action and service. I'm going to leave it like simple like that. Uh, the Quaker tries to live by the inner light in some understanding of what is meant by this term uh, essential to understanding uh, Quakerism. So basically, you know, you follow your inner light and you most importantly, they don't believe in violence. That's probably the most important thing. Um, and, um, and I just like it because there's no like, doesn't seem to be any matriarch type thing going on like so if you we're all in the room every last opinion matters and not just mine because i'm a woman not just yours because you're a man uh which is what i love about the quakers and more importantly they actually don't talk about it they be about it so they go feed the homeless every month they doing many projects they have so many pro they go into the prisons and help people so they can lower the recidivism rate i mean they do 500 things i, I can i can go on forever about quickers but anyway i wanted to share this with you so it might be a tedious for you but i hope you can um listen i cuz i figured it you know, we always hear bad news and I'm sick of hearing bad news just for this week. I just want to chill mode and see something good. So I have a bunch of good stories. But before that, I just wanted to um, let you guys know that the Quakers, um, so they have this paper that they have, right? And it's, I guess only us get it. It's called Spark, right? Okay. So I got this one in the mail. I usually don't, I don't read them as much, uh, but, uh, but that's okay. Um, but this one I read because I had saw they had put apology um, to all African-Americans that have been enslaved. And it was a really great letter. So this gentleman, um, it was a letter to the editor. Uh, and it's, I accept the apology. Uh, it's guy, a guy named Johannes. Uh, they call him Knowledge, I guess, in jail, Johnson, um, from the Bull's Head Oswego meeting. Um, so this was a response to the apology to Afro-descendants approved by the New York yearly meeting. Um, let me see. Um, and this gentleman... He is African-American and attends the Green Haven Prison Worship Group, okay? So they, the Quakers actually go into the prison and worship with inmates, which is really awesome. They teach, um, uh, what's his name? Oh, I forgot the gentleman's name, but they teach, um, you know, prisoners how to de-escalate and 
to turn it down a notch uh, so that they can manage their anger and whatever else may be going on at the time. Uh, so they do a lot. They do a lot of stuff. Uh, and um, let me see. So anyway, I want to read this letter and I know it's obnoxious, but trust me when I tell you, it's just awesome. As an African-American, it's just nice um, that someone wrote a response to the letter. The letter um, apologizing to African-Americans was basically a true apology, something that we've never gotten <laughs> in the history of time. Uh, so I thought it was really big of the Quakers as a religious entity to take the time to do that. So that's just me. Um, this is what they said, and this is long. So I'm trying to see if I can shorten it. Oh, boy. Um, I'm just going to go from here. I'm just going to read it. And then you guys can let me know. Uh, in their apology to Afro descendants, the New York Lily meeting of the Religious Society of Friends, Quakers, uh, have made a powerful statement in bridging the gap that exists between people of greater and lesser you. I have often wondered and asked myself what it would feel like to see and hear from one of a privileged group the words spoken on behalf of a collective and my prayers have been answered. I know it may not be much to many and is reflective of a small segment of the society we live in, but it is a good start, a good start in opening a dialogue between two groups whose relationship was legally established as being one between master and servant. While today we are not responsible for the actions of our ancestors of recent and distant past, we we share in collective responsibility today to correct those errors made then that still affect us today. And while there may have been those who may have hinted at a personal apology, it seems as if their apology cloaked a hidden agenda that served only to reflect or shine a light upon them individually. I have experienced how hard it can be to apologize for past transgressions and know personally how hard it can be to admit being wrong especially when it seems everyone seeks to be seen in better or greater light. But after all is said and done, I admit to a sense of shame, but most relief having shed the burden of carrying around the heavy burden of guilt. And the best part, or so it seems to me, is to be able to move forward in my life as I strive to remain focused on not repeating the errors of or others past actions, but instead serving as an example how freely one can maneuver in life so as to assist others in their life's journey, not as an adversary, but rather as an assistant to or a helpmate. So basically that letter was awesome. Um, and it was a response because as a Quaker, I wanted to send a response, but I've been too lazy to write the letter. So I'm glad he wrote it and he spoke my heart. That's what we say in Quaker meeting. When someone says something that you wanted to say, but you didn't say it, or that makes you feel a certain way, you say, that man spoke my, speaks my heart. So that he, he hit it right on the head. I had to address that. I know some of you are like, what the heck is this? What is this, a church meeting? Uh, hey, it is what it is. This is where I'm at today. This for today. Let's work with me. Uh, so um, I thought it was pretty cool um, that this guy did that. And, you know, here's a guy in jail and his life, or, or I think he was in jail, and his life has been affected because the Quakers have gone in there and they counsel to them and they help them with the school and whatever they need, they try to help them with. Because the, the truth is you won't go back to prison if you have a plan and you have a resource. You know what I'm saying? But if you have something, why would you go back, right? Um, most people that, that go back to jail again, it's because they don't have nothing else. Um, and I thought it was very fit, fitting for everyone to hear. Uh, so even if you didn't hear it today, I hope you play replay this show 
and play it for your grandkids, whoever. That was a response to the Quakers, the yearly Quaker that the hub over all of us, all the smaller Quakers. That was the main hub apologizing to all African-Americans for slavery and the atrocities that were done. Um, and why of all groups that one did it, I don't know. But to me, they were the, if there was a least offenders, that, that would be the ones. Cause uh, as far as I know of them, I know Robin had mentioned some other things Quakers did that they're responsible for, but though, but this the fact that this guy, um, this guy, I love this guy, you know, just the fact that George Fox uh, and other people, a woman and some other people, um, said, you know what, you this this not right. Just the fact that they said that during that time is a big thing, and I don't think it's made as big a deal as an African American for me. Um, it means a lot that one person stood up, even if the rest were not on board yet. Um, but nobody would have got on board if one didn't get on board. So I'm, I'm with that program all the way. Um, what else, guys? Uh, so do me a favor. Somebody type in the chat so I can see if you I see you, but I don't see any chats. And I don't know if I'm, I didn't put my let me just check my phone because I don't think I did. But I have some other good news. So I'm talking. Can you do me a favor and check me um, some other good news? So. Um, well, first of all, I'm going to be a grandma. Ah, yes, grandma's in the building. I'm going to be called Booba. Booba, booby. I don't know. Or Safka. Hi, grandma. Uh, so, and I'm just letting you know right now, he will be the president. I'm just saying. I'm just preparing you right now so you can just forget all the other, bypass all the other careers. That's what he's going to do. He's got to be a judge or the president. That's it. Because um, he's got to make change in this crazy world. Uh, so I'm excited. That wasn't the good news though. That that's the mo most good news, but that was just personal goodness. I have some other good news. What was it? Um, so I don't know if you guys know, um, but, um, some of our friends have been so helpful. There you go. Now I can see it. There you are, grandma. Hey, how are you? Um, God bless you, grandma. Tony, what's up, Tony? Hey, hi guys. Um, so I don't know if you guys know this, but, um, <clears throat> this year we had someone make these ear savers for us, um, and uh, it was a, a young lady and her sister um, who are dear to me, um, and um, RIP to their mom, uh, Tasha, uh, we love you. Um, but this is the clever idea they came up with. So these right here, guys, are ear savers, right? And so they help keep your mask on, and, and these, see this, can you see that? These two young ladies uh, sat in their apartment and knitted up all these for my foster youth. For the, so I put them in the gift bags um, and they came later, but I still got some to some of them. So that's okay. And I'm holding some to give some to the, uh, them. But look at this. They have positive cards in them. Believe you can. And you're almost, wait, and you're halfway there. So they have all these beautiful sayings on them. Thank you for being you. Um. If there is no way, create one. I love this. Tashana and Takara, thank you on behalf of Foster Kids United and our Foster Youth for, for thinking of something so creative to hold the mask on. They go behind the thing to hold to hold the mask on. They're knitted. Uh, and she has all these amazing colors. If there is no way, create one. I love this. Look at this. Um, thank you for being you. I mean, it has, I mean, there's so many sayings on these things. I want to thank them. And if anybody wants to purchase one, um, I don't know how much they cost. I, I didn't look at the thing, but you just inbox me and I'll make sure I find out from Tashana and Takara. They are awesome. Uh, um, and uh, that, that takes a lot. They're in college trying to think about other kids. Um, yes, that's nice, Anthony, right? I thought that was so freaking cool. I mean, it, they gave me ton, tons, tons of these. Look at this. I gave some away 
but they all have positive saying, thank you for brightening the world. I mean, like, this is what life is about. Thank you for being you. Um, believe you can, and you're halfway there. Uh, oh, my gosh. There's just tons of them. Uh, so I just want to say thank you to Takara to and Tashana for for helping aged out foster youth in college. And that was a clever idea to come up with this thing to keep the mask on. Um, how clever is that? Like, just, it's so amazing. Um, you know, God has been so good to um, Foster Kids Unite that you guys are just always, always coming through. All of you, all of you guys are always coming through. And I, we really appreciate it. I appreciate it. And if my brother was alive, who I started all this in the name of, Robert Cooper, wherever you are, Coop, Coop de Loop, um, I'm sure he'd be like over the moon right now. Like, just like all the love that the community, um, has shown. And for everyone who thinks that they're going to harm me by not donating, uh, I get like 500 other people says, I'm going to definitely, Hey Henry, Hey cousin, what's up? Um, uh, um, I get, you know, 500 people that say, Oh, don't worry. We got you. I mean, God is so good, man. I mean, so good. And to, um, there was a trainer also, I meant to mention, um, from, uh, from the, uh, I know she works at Tomo, uh, but she's awesome. And I meant to shout her out. I'm going to shout her out next time and her business out. She's a private trainer, um, but she donated $500 to us. So big thank you to you. Um, I, I just can't even, it's so overwhelming sometimes, so many people that you can't like get to everybody. So I, of course I sent her the tax letter, but uh, but to, to say it on here, it's like, I have to have it written down in order to be Speedy Gonzalez. So I want to tell you guys, thank you. We notice um, our kids notice. And, you know, you guys don't get like you, the reason why you don't see all my kids on here, like being like, Hey, um, who's that? Hey, Dante, what's up? What's up? Uh, the reason why you don't see all my kids on here, I don't believe in, excuse the expression, putting my kids out there and pimping them. Like a lot of agencies do where they're like, look at Tommy, he's a foster kid. I don't, I don't believe in that. I have some that say, I don't care. I'm going to like, when I was in foster care, I didn't care. You can put me on anything. I was like, I was a poster child. I didn't mind. Cause I knew it would get me more things. So I didn't mind at all but there's some kids that it can be embarrassing or they're in fields that people will judge them and they're not, they're not um, equipped like I was or like I am where I know how to bypass people that will try to pretend to look down on me. As soon as they hear that I was a foster kid, um, you have to have a lot of like good life experience to, to deal with that, you know, cause it can be uncomfortable for some people. So that's why you don't see my kids. You see, you see a couple of pictures of some. As a matter of fact, there's some I meant to post um, that for the gift bags. Thank you guys. We gave out 45 gift bags, and I have one still waiting. Uh, I have to wait for the young lady, uh, so that's why. Uh, but um, and Harmon gifts, Harmon stores, and Harvestar today. That's one of our partners. Um, even though they're late because because of COVID, that's okay. Um, they donated some stuff to us today, so I'll be holding on to that for those kids as well. Um, but yeah, so anyway, I didn't mean to go on. Uh, let me finish where I was saying. So I told you guys today I'm doing good news, um, for today, uh, because, uh, I'm just sick of everything else. I'm really sick of it. Uh, and I just, you know, they say, be the change you want to see. I'm trying to be it. So I'm not saying I won't be doing that. Um, talking about it, like if she comes up, I will be talking about it. But for today, um, I feel like talking about nice things. So the first thing up, uh, Amanda Gorman. Did you know that young girl that did the uh, poem last night? She made history as one of the youngest inaugural uh, poets at only 22 years old. Yes, she did that. She did that. Very nice. I mean, my aunt Angela will always be my favorite, but that's because I'm in love with her voice, like Eartha Kitt. Like anything they say is like gold. So that's where that comes from. But, you know, she'll always be my favorite. Um, but this young lady did 
fantabulous. And um, another thing about her is uh, she also was the nation's first youth uh, poet laureate at 19 years old, okay? Uh, and guess what? She overcame a speech impediment. Oh, get that. Uh, from a speech impediment, like, I'm doing the inauguration poem, okay? Get that. Could you imagine? That tells so many young kids out there, like, you can do anything, anything. And I mean, even looking at Kamala Harris, I, I mean, she's Asian and um, Black um, and a woman. So she got three, three, three things going on there that's amazing. Um, and and I saw the little kids on TV today was like, um, yeah, Kamala Harris, I can be like her. So the reason why it's so great, some people say, well, what's so great about that? It's great in so many ways, but uh, some little girl and some little boy, haha, you forgot about that, is watching and set and looks and sees the rainbow of these people um, and somebody like a Kamala uh, and says, and excuse me, and doesn't even have to think of color now. It's like, oh, well, and so it, if just seeing positive images of people that look like you um, can automatically take away all the other elements of guessing like, oh, maybe I can't be that because nobody, nobody, nobody on TV has an Afro. So that's never going to happen for me. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Because Hollywood and TV executives are like, oh, she must straighten her hair, perm her hair, put a weave in her hair. That's usually, I mean, if I put a, put a weave in my hair or straighten it out, I'm sure I'd get way more uh, play as they say, but I'm not interested in that right now. Um, maybe one day I will sell up my soul and be like, give me that wig, girl. Pass that wig on here because I need it. But for now, I'm content with um, whether two of you watch or 500, I could care less in the sense I care because I want you here because you just want to hear something that's real and not fake news, uh, which is what I call television these days. It's all, you know, uh, what's the word? It's all uh, edited TV. Um, I personally want unedited TV. Like I, if I could work for any station, it'd probably be like Vice, something where I'm like not, as edited as the other ones. But anyway, I lost my point. Uh, I just want you guys to know that um, so much going on. It's good to see a woman. Um, it's so nice to see a woman uh, as VP. Um, and then to see, uh, she hit out the Asian box, <laughs> the, the African box, well, Jamaican, um, uh, but you know, Jamaicans came from Africa too. So go figure. Um, and the, and the, uh, woman box. So she's got a few things going on there. Um, that those three sets of children, male and female can now look and it will no longer be like us, like, oh, um, oh, what? Oh, I can't do that. A woman's never been president. Like I'm sure all the little boys in the playground was like, stupid, you can't be president. Right. Up until like the, the concept came about five years ago, let's say, right. Before that, no, a woman would be like, oh, uh, let's see what the next male president. Right. Cause no one thought a woman's going to do that. But now, <coughs> um, and even VP. Yeah. There's never been a, a woman VP. So people were like, oh, that's stupid. You can't do that. But now that it's been done, people can now put all those stereotypes down and now every kid, every kid, the kid with one eye, the kid with two eyes, the gay kid, the straight kid, doesn't matter, can say, I can do anything I want, literally, literally. Um, and uh, that's that's really the message for me. Uh, it's, it's, it's just like even when Barack Obama won, yes, it was nice to see an African-American man win. Um, more so, not even for my personal reasons, but more so for the world to see 
that anything's possible. And so while I do complain and say, African Americans not treated this way, we'd get this and blah, blah, blah. I do do that. Um, but I also say that in the overall scheme of things, um, America is good at one thing. Anybody can have anything that they work hard for. Anybody. Doesn't matter who you are. We, I've, I know people that came here with 25 cents, know nothing, didn't speak the language. And now 30 years later, they're millionaires. So anything's possible. That's the beauty of America. And now I feel like there might be hope for that again, because uh, it was looking like, oh, we've closed the gates. No one's out to winter ever again. And it's like, no, we're not doing that. We're not going backwards. We're going forward. Uh, and it's it's so strange to me how a lot of people I know that were talking about the wall and get those people out and go back to Africa or whatever the hell they were saying, or get those Latinos out. They were like second generation. A lot of them had... American and Italian passports. Um, some of them had, some of them were here from um, Latino countries. I have, I have some Latin friends that were like Trump lovers. It was like, yeah, he believed everything Trump said, some people. So I have people that were other, uh, that believed that stuff. Um, but it, the nerve of them, when they weren't, they weren't even like, it wasn't like they were fourth generation. They were like first and second generation. Some of them weren't even, some of them, a lot of them were born in Italy and came here when like at four years old. Oh, but now you don't want the DACA children to stay in, huh? But you got to stay because you came legally, allegedly. Right, okay, how does that work? So so the point is, I don't think, I don't think anybody, unless they're a criminal, should be denied access to coming here. I think what they should do is open Ellis Island so that anyone who comes, it would all be legal, right? Gets a number and a tracker so that we know where they are and what they're doing and they can pay their taxes or whatever. Cause that's really the, that's really the big thing. Like people don't want you making cash money and they don't get some. That's really what it's about in my opinion. Uh, so if that's the case, then just give everybody a number. Like it's so simple. Like I don't have no problem. Cause guess what? Well, it is my land. Cause I am part native American and I can prove it. Ah, but it's not really nobody's land and it was stolen anyway. So if you go from that premise, that which is why the Quakers came up with that letter of apology, because we're all here on stolen time, technically, unless you can prove you're Native American or African descent of some sort, you know what I'm saying, Andes or whatever. Um, that's really the truth. Um, so that makes it a little awkward for everybody to be saying, oh, we want those immigrants out of here. We want those immigrants, really? Huh, because I know your mother was not born here. So who are you talking now to? Oh, oh, she came here legally. What do we call legally? Right, exactly. It's a country that America had a good deal with. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, so I, enough of that. I wasn't supposed to be going on to that. Uh, so anyway, so I'm going to give you some good news today. Good news, praise God. I'm going to give you some good news. Um, so one, okay. So as you guys know, because of COVID, first of all, I'm not a mother-in-law. Even my daughter got married over this pandemic and I'm going to be a grandma too. Yes, praise God. Um, I thought I told you that part already anyway. So I'm excited. But there's, um, thanks to COVID, a lot of weddings were put on hold. Uh, and luckily there is a Gianna Lott, okay? She has so socially distant married more than 20 couples during the pandemic. Uh, on their front stoops in New York and the parks and even on Zoom. Yes, God bless her. She offers free services, people, to couples and some, because, you know, some are not in the position 
to pay for their wedding right now. So love is for free, people. It's for free. Yes. Hey, Betty. What's up? Oh, thank you for the congratulations. Yes, I'm excited. My little baby's going to be born soon. I won't say it because I don't want Facebook knowing all my business and telling it and selling it. Mark Zuckerberg. Um, anyway, <laughs> so that's why you haven't seen me tell you specifics on here because Facebook, they like to sell my information. I don't want them to say, yes, there's going to be 20,000 babies born in February or da, 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 I don't not, not here. You got to pay me for that information. Um, anyway, so prisoner, there was a prisoner, Eddie Lee Howard, who was wrong, who wrongfully served 26, ready? 26 years on death row guys. Well, he's been exonerated and is now free. No thanks to Trump. Uh, that was just, he's been exonerated. So in 1994, he was wrongfully convicted of murdering an elderly white woman in Columbus, Mississippi. Woohoo, wrong town. Uh, based entirely on a now discredited bite mark evidence. That's crazy. And that's that's crazy. So thanks to DNA, I love me some DNA, okay? While I know it can be used against you, it can be used for you too. DNA and witnesses, he was released after 26 years, guys. What are they going to do to give that man his life back? I hope he got his law degree uh, so he can now help those that are wrongfully accused. I wonder what, I would love to know follow-up stories on what happened to all these inmates who were wrongfully accused and get out. Um, I know a young lady who I was hoping like Trump would pardon somebody like her. She's been in, she got life at like, I want to say like 19 years old, something like that for, um, she stabbed her husband um, who was extremely abusive, like near death. Um, and, um, you know, while, and they were on drugs, I think uh, when, the, when the whole thing happened, um, but she got life, even though he didn't want to press charges and he lived, they gave her life because she was a black girl and she was broke. Uh, so, and she has no education. She does not read like everything, all the, all the wrong elements was there. And she's still sitting in jail right now, uh, which is messed up. Very messed up. I think that's horrible. I, I don't understand why they don't go look at cases like that. If I was a president and I could give pardons, that's the kind of cases I'd be looking at. Cause there's no reason that woman who's been uh, like, he would have killed her. He would have killed her if she didn't stab him that, that abusive. But I guess then she's been doing, she's done, let me say I left there. 15 years ago. So she done did like 30 years already and she's still in jail. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. I don't understand it at all. Um, good for him, Mississippi. Yep. He is very blessed in Mississippi that they even found anything. You're right about that. Cause that's about as racist as get. Then's my father's people down there. Um, yeah. Anyway. So here's another good story. Um, a good story, good doctor story. So there's this Egyptian doctor named Dr. Muhammad Mashley. Um, and for 50 years, he treated the poor of the poorest. He's like a Mother Teresa, I call him. Um, he rejected donations, insisting that, that they be given to the poor people. And when someone would give him money for a car and uh, they gave him a car and some money, you know what he did? He sold the car to buy medical supplies and he gave the patients the money. <laughs> he did not have a car and he walked around town to wherever he needed to go. Uh, and he died last year but he is a, a, a legend in uh, Egyptian culture. And he used to say, one of his famous sayings, quotes is, I pledge to God that I would not take a penny from a poor person and that I would remain in my clinic to help the poor. That's what I'm talking about, people. That's when people think I'm crazy because I don't take no money at Foster Kitchen Night Inc. I was like, that's what God told me to do. I'm like, how am I gonna argue with God? I can't. You can't go against what God tells you to do. If that's your mission and he tells you to do something, 
You can't go take no money for it. He might strike you down. I ain't trying to get strike down. I work a job to get paid. I do Foster Kids Unite as my way of giving back and being thankful to God for allowing me to live um, such a wonderful life um, at my young age of 39. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, here's another good story. There's a man in Guatemala. Um, he saw a lady selling these tamales on the side of the road uh, with her son. And so he asked her uh, how much uh, was all of them. And she said it was like $68. So he gave her $1,000. Yes, he had raised the money from his friends. And she started crying. She was like, oh, my goodness. So he wanted her to have a break and just chill for a minute. So she's going to chill for a long minute. She's like, I can buy a house, a car, like 10 dogs. I can do it all with $1,000. Are you kidding me? So I'm so blessed. I'm, I'm so, um, she's so blessed. And I'm so happy that to have read that story. It was awesome. Uh, and this is all from Good News, by the way. Um, so here's another story. This was a good one. Uh, this kid, he lost his tooth at school <laughs> and the principal, uh, they, you know, they couldn't find the tooth. They were looking all over. They couldn't find it. So the principal <laughs> wrote a letter to the tooth fairy confirming the loss of the tooth that he witnessed. And it basically said that, uh, what do you say? I can verify that there's definitely a gap in his teeth that was not there this morning. <laughs> so I thought that was a funny story. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, oh, here's a good one. Oh, so there's this guy. Um, he's a Philadelphia man, and he made and lowered 500 pizzas from his window without charging a penny. Um, he encourages people to like pay it forward. So his name is Ben Berman, and he's an MBA student. Uh, I want to say he's at Wharton. Uh, and he has been running pizza operations from his, oh wait, is it from his second floor apartment where he made about 20 pizzas a night and lowers each one with like a pulley system that he set up out of his window. How cool is that? Um, none of his donation money is used for ingredients. Ready? He has donated all the $32,000 to fill, uh, fill abundance, um, to fight hunger in Philadelphia area and Project Home which is a nonprofit dedicated to ending the cycle of homelessness in Philly area. How amazing is that? See, I think that uh, this is what I'm saying. Like if we all do what we're supposed to do, like this, I think the world would be less complicated and there'd be less chaos going on and less hunger. You know, people say, well, why is there so much hunger when people give more money? That's because all the nonprofits that you're giving the money to, to feed the homeless, they got to spend all their money on the, on the salaries and the fancy buildings and the fancy websites and the engineer and the IT guy. That's where all their money goes. Those homeless people probably out of a million dollars, they probably get 10,000 of it. <laughs> Because after all is said and done, I mean, they're not getting, they're not getting, they're not getting that money. They're not getting that money. I think it should be a law that if you have a non-for-profit that uh, I say 80% should go directly to the people that's supposed to be for. That's just my personal opinion. Uh, don't let me tell it. I don't want y'all to get mad at me. They make that $150,000 salary um, CEOs for what? I don't understand that. Anyway, here's another story. Color should never matter. Um, that's what I called it. So there's this foster mom and her son. Now they're white, just happen to be white. Uh, and their daughter, foster daughter is black. Um, but for her 18th birthday, it's so cool. The son sitting on the couch and he, um, they give her a box. Um, so uh, for her 18th birthday, they gave her a brand new car. Okay, that's what foster parents should be doing with all that money they get. 
Uh, and, the, and you could just see the little boy's face. He was so excited. Oh, my sister's getting a car. My sister got a car. My sister got it. And you could tell it was real genuine love. Like that's, if I was a foster parent, that's what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? You, they get In New York, you get about $900 per kid. And if they got special needs, you get more. Uh, and so if you think of the money that foster parents get, them kids should be leaving with a bank account, a little car, a little something, something, because they get that. Plus the kids get like a hundred and something dollars allowance for clothes every month. Then they get a little allowance. Um, and then they got uh, healthcare is paid for. So like, you're not really shelling out much of your money. Um, so, uh, I think, um, if it was my foster kid, that's a good look. I definitely, I mean, you should definitely be able to throw some money together for a car for your daughter, foster daughter. That's awesome. Cause, uh, she's probably paying for the house. Just saying. Uh, anyway, um, so here's another one. This is my favorite. Okay, so 10-time Olympic champion Agnes Kalidi, the world's oldest living Olympic champion uh, who survived the Holocaust, turned 100 years old. Oh, my gosh. She's a native of Budapest, Hungary. Uh, she was kicked off her gymnastic team in 1941 for being Jewish. How horrible is that? That's that's crazy. Uh, but in 1952, she made her Olympic debut at 31 years old, winning gold to the floor exercise as well as silver and bronze. She went on to win seven more titles, guys. But she says she valued the experience she got from traveling with uh, then her medals. Despite having survived the Holocaust, she maintained a positive spirit. Happy birthday, Agnes. How cool is that? And I want to give a shout out and happy birthday to one, one of my viewers um, who I don't see on today, but I know you're around. Happy birthday to Carolyn Jones. Um, and I know Betty had a birthday. Happy belated birthday. Um, and I can't remember who else is on here that had a birthday. Oh, Anthony had a birthday. So a lot of y'all, <laughs> y'all just turning old on me. Hey, hey, Amory, what's up? I'll look at that. Anthony, Norma, Duante. Hey, cousin. I see y'all, Betty. Um, yeah. So, um, so happy birthday to all my, uh, January babies and my sister's coming up soon. She don't think I know, but I know. Um, and, um, let's see. So, uh, who's that? Let's see who's this is. Oh, uh, oh, <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, that's, uh, Agnes, Agnes, hundred years old. That's, that's amazing. I, I had pictures, but I didn't know they didn't look too great. So I was like, I'm not putting those up here. I, one day I'm going to have pictures for you guys next time. So I can figure that out. Um, cause, uh, it makes it more fun so you can see happy birthday to all. Yes. Happy birthday to all of my January babies. Yes. Carolyn, uh, Anthony, um, who else? Um, I know my sister's coming up. And somebody else I know, I'm missing a lot of people, a lot of people, birthdays coming up. Um, I'm not till February. Uh, let's see. So here's another one. Another good story. Law and Order showrunner. They're trying to hire every um, every Broadway actor that they can over because um, over half of them are unemployed due to the pandemic. So, yeah, they're trying to hire. Uh, but I was like, can you hire any comics? I'm just saying, just saying. Um, but yeah, anyway. Uh, so, so here's another good story. Wow. Look at this. So this guy grew up a farm worker. Okay. It was rejected 11 times from NASA. Okay. Not NASA Bahamas, NASA, NASA, not NASA. <laughs> uh, he's the first Mexican American astronaut, Jose Hernandez. Yes. Hats off to you, Jose. Um, that is freaking awesome. 
That is big. And we don't even hear about that on the regular news. What's up with that? I'm like, what's up with that? Hey, what's up with that? <laughs> oh, Emery. <laughs> what's up with that? I never heard about that. A first, We already had our first Mexican-American astronaut in space and nobody told me about this. What? Anyway, so that's pretty cool. And see, the reason why stuff like this is good Guys, because when when like little kids, unfortunately, you guys got them watching TV 24-7. My kids were not allowed to watch TV till they were five years old. So I don't have that problem. But most kids, you know, we want to emulate what we see, right? And if all you see, if all I see is um, one type of person on screen, I'm going to think that person is the only person that matters, right? Even if I don't, I don't mean to be mean or mean to think like that, that's just what's going to happen to the kid mind. So you grow up thinking, well... Everything's supposed to be green because that's all I saw on TV was green, right? So when you see things like this, you know, I mean, right now we say it's the first Kamala Harris, the first astronaut, the first president, blah, 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 the first. But like, and actually Joe Biden is actually the first oldest president and he was also the first youngest senator. That's pretty cool trivia for you, by the way. Um, but we need to get to a point by the time my grandson's old enough where I turn on the television and I'm just looking at a show. I can't tell you if it's black or white or Chinese. I don't even know because everybody in there is representing. That's what I'm trying to get to. I don't know about you. That's where I'm trying to get to. Um, and while I, you will hear me talk about African-American issues with five black comics because we need to, because there's nowhere for us to process, like nobody cares or they think we're complaining or whatever. Uh, we need to process what's happening if something happened. Um, we need to come up with solutions for things in our community. So you'll hear me talk about that. But overall, I just want to turn on my television and be like, oh, oh, there's uh, Amory. Oh, there's Anthony. Oh, there's Betty. There's so-and-so. And not say, oh, there's a white woman or there's a black woman or there's a Chinese woman. I don't care about that. I could care less. Just give me the story and let me like their personality. That's all I care about. I don't even care. And I don't want the station's view, by the way tired of the station view because it seems to be whoever the executive whoever owns the station that's the view everybody takes and that's that's not to me that's not that's not real news in my opinion because the truth is if three of us went out to go get a story right now right let's say all three of us three of me and two viewers went out to get a story i'm just making this up of a man that fell down a hole we all there we're all see the man in the hole right so we all get to interview the man how much you want to bet you're gonna have four different stories. Not three, four. His side, those sides, and then the real side. <laughs> so that's why I say news is always subjective, no matter what it is. I tell people that all the time. What I say is not gold. Go, go look it up yourself. I mean, I never believe anything anybody says until I, I research it myself and then I decide, hmm, yeah, or no, or I still haven't made up my mind yet. And it's okay, it's no big deal. Life is short. Like it's like did you give somebody a hug today? That's way more important to be thinking about. Like, did I call my grandkids? Did I call my baby? Did I say, hey, what's up? I love you. You're the best thing since Swiss cheese. Is Swiss cheese good? I don't think so. Um, I don't eat dairy. Um, but let's see. The best thing since toilet paper. Ha, everybody needs that. Hey. Uh, anyway, um, so um, here's another one. Some volunteers in Tennessee moved over 9,000 pounds, guys, pounds of plastic from Tennessee River over a three-day period this month. Woo -hoo -hoo. It's a volunteer group. How cool is that? That's freaking cool because that's what life's about is, uh, you know, doing what you got to do. Um, but um, I, I, yeah, that's pretty cool. I think that's very cool. So I'm about babbling on for you guys. I'm going to see what some of you guys say. 
Um, what you guys, some of you guys got to say in the comment. I think we will. Oh, Anthony says, you think we will get there? It's lots of smart black young adults out there. Yes, there's a lot of smart people all over out here in these streets trying to make a difference. I love that. I love that. Um, you know, if you, if you look around for good, you're going to find it. If you look for bad, you're definitely going to find it, um, which is, you know, well, I'm not supposed to talk about any bad news. I'm not going to go over there. I'm not, nothing that happened before. I don't care about the Capitol. We're, gonna, we're moving forward, not backwards. Um, but yeah, you can always find something good if you're looking for it, I believe, um, because I, I'm a I'm an example of myself. You know, there's days where it's hard because you're around negative people. That's why I hate when Trump just come on my page and just start commenting on stuff. And if it's not nice, I'm like, get off my page because it's my page. I can play what I want to play. If you don't like it, you can go to your page and do that. Uh, so I try to. Uh, I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying to be nice. It's very hard to be godlike in this world out here right now in these streets. So people be trying you. They be trying you, but it's all right. Uh, that should be on the news. Yeah, Emory, it should have been on the news. Um, unfortunately, the only thing you're going to see on the news is uh, to your sister, my grandson, this February. Oh, oh, Emory, February what? I'm February 9th. Hey, hey, February 9th is my birthday. I'll be 55. Um, but I'm going to lie and say 40. Um, so that's up to you to figure out what my real age is. But I'm not going to tell you because... A girl never tells one's age, does she? <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, um, you guys should check out my site too. Um, on the town with Tanya, try to like and subscribe to it. I'm trying to get as many viewers as possible. I don't know whatever happens when stuff goes viral. It's like, do I have to do something stupid to go viral? Like what? What's going on? Oh, February 11th. Hey, right now. Well, February 12th, Emory. I'm doing another comedy fundraiser. Um, I'll send you the link. We're going to try to work it out beforehand. Make sure you get on there, girl, because we missed you last show. Um, February 12th is my birthday party fundraiser comedy. Uh, so I have some of my friends coming on to perform. Um, it's 8 o'clock. Uh, so make sure you guys inbox me if you want to come. February 12th. It's a Friday. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it should just be fun. I'm trying to just have fun. That's what I'm like living my last 50 years out straight fun. Well, 50, is that right? I'll be 105. Um, maybe 49 years out having fun. Okay. So when you look back at this, remember I said it, I'm trying to live it, having fun, you know, playing tennis, riding my bike, smiling and eh, look at my smile. Mm, yeah. Ow. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to do that. All right. So February 12th guys, my fundraiser. Um, let's see what you said here. What'd you say? Uh, who's this? Um, I think we will get there a lot of smart Black adults, yes. Uh, that should be on the news. And Marie, trying to see if I miss anything. <laughs> Durante, <laughs> he's a ha 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 And your sister and my grandson, it's February. Yes, February is the best month because we're water signs. And like water evens out everything or else we'll drown you out. One of the two. Ah, that sounds crazy, right? I know. I know. Happy birthday to all. Yes, Emery says happy birthday to everybody. Yes, Carol. Betty passed. Betty's birthday passed. Thank you, she says. Um, who's that? Anne Marie. I got you. I'm trying to see if anybody said, I'm going to ask for happy birthday. Yes, Miss Agnes. I know. That's so beautiful. God bless her. You know, I think about the book Night by Eli Weissman. Weiss? Eli Weiss. Um, that's a great book. I mean, this guy is like... He's like my idol. That's why I don't know why, but uh, I knew, I guess I knew a lot of 
older people who survived the Holocaust. So maybe that's where I get this humbling spirit from. Um, and I knew a lot of older African-American women that told me stories about, you know, the white for water fountains for this, water fountains for that. And I guess as a kid, I just said, wow, at least I didn't have to experience that firsthand. So I guess that's why. I don't know. I just, uh, I'm not sure who's that, Betty, and who we got here. I'm just looking and see what you guys, anybody got any questions, statements, or answers? Yes. Um, who's that? Tony Viagra on there. Uh, thank you. Who's that? Grandma Norma, you're the best. You're the best. You're the best. You're the best. Haha, <laughs> look. <laughs> I look 30, Emery. Thank you very much. I used to say 25. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> That's so funny as you get older. Um, what does it say? The story about the Mexican guy in the NASA. I, I heard them mention a little in the Bronx. Oh, Bronx 12 News? Really? Oh, well, I would hope they would mention it there. I mean, it's horrible that I haven't heard that. Like, on a, That should be like a big, just as big as Kamala, I think, in my opinion, especially when Trump thinks that we're all, you know, you know what he says about Mexicans and Blacks, right? So we're not going to go there today. But being that he said that, it would be a good retraction to be like, look, he's an astronaut with NASA. How big is that? Um, so... Because, you know, you put the little sly innuendos out there and you kind of ruin kids' minds uh, without knowing. Hey, T, what's up? You kind of ruin kids' minds without knowing it. So I think it's important what our TV uh, magazines um, say. It's it's very important what we look like on television um, and that we represent everybody. I also love that the, um, uh, the young lady, um, the poet, I love that she, what's her name? Uh, Amanda, Amanda Gorman. I love that she had her hair in the braids or something up, which was fabulous. Because um, th these things show that, you know, you can do anything you want. Like there is no rules, you know what I'm saying? And, and so somebody at some point said to newscasters, you cannot be on air unless your hair is straight or you have a wig or weave on, period. And so all the black women were scurrying around like, oh, I want my hair straight. I want my hair straight. And that's kind of how, kind of how that happened. Um, and then even when I modeled, they were like, oh, they want your hair straight. I got lucky, however, I've got to say, especially when I went to Paris, they wanted my hair short and I got the boyish look, something, something like this. If I was a size three, so it looked way better to me than on this weight. But that's okay. Um, it's not a shade to myself. It's just a thing. Um, but they... Um, I got lucky that they were like, yeah, I like your hair. Just do it like that. I That was unusual for, for that time. Uh, and while you'll see some pictures of me, with my hair slicked back or, cause those were test shots. So when you do pictures of various photographers, they want your hair over. So you just do whatever, you know? Um, but, you know, to this day, it's hard for a lot of models cause they want you to assimilate. Uh, and to me, assimilate is for me to, for you to bypass my culture, which is wrong. Uh, because and not just wrong for me, but for the little kids that are watching television, they remember, I, I never forgot uh, an Asian girl said to me, um, my, like my daughter had like 185 Barbie dolls confession, <laughs> confession of a parent. And, uh, you know, she had even an Asian one. Yes, she did. We found one. We found an African with a little Afro. Yes, we did. We found it. Um, and so one girl said to me, I've never seen any doll that look like me. And I was like, well, I don't know why. And she doesn't think she's beautiful, but this girl is the I think she's the prettiest girl in the world, but don't let me tell it. She's Asian and German, but she looks Asian. Uh, but she's just gorgeous. I think she's super gorgeous. Uh, 
And uh, she didn't think she was gorgeous because she said, I never saw anybody on TV. So that stuck with me uh, and has always stuck with me. Uh, and I believe uh, in all forms of entertainment, uh, media, in various mediums, it has to change. Like we need to step up our game. You know what I'm saying? If I'm the owner of a company and someone comes in with dreadlocks or afros, I don't be like, oh my God, what's that hairdo? Just keep it moving. Like, can they do the job? That's all you care about. If they can do the job, it should not matter if the hair is green even. Um, well, corporate America might not like that, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, we have to change the narrative, basically, is what I'm saying, guys, for everybody, for uh, straight across the board. You know, we're not going backwards. We're not accusing anybody of anything their ancestors did. Like, that's back then. But right now, today, just for today, we are doing what we can do individually uh, to change the world together. Together. T-O-G-E. That's about right. <laughs> T-H-E-R. Okay. Somebody's having a spelling problem. That's what happens when you're texting all day, people. Um, you know, just for today, we gotta we gotta do better. Everybody, everybody, I'm making myself do better and be more accountable. I'm raising my grandson to be the bomb.com like I did my kids. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. My kids are the bomb. My kids are so dope. Okay. I'm so blessed. Who's my daughter had all the Barbie dolls? Oh, you did too, Emory. Yes. My daughter had 185 Barbie dolls. I had a designer buy them, buy a bulk of like, I think he bought like a hundred and something for me. Um, because he was like, How do you got them Barbie dolls? He used to make these clothes or something, high couture clothes. I don't know, something crazy. I didn't care. Just take them. Uh, but yeah, uh, my daughter had a lot of Barbie dolls and when I tell you she represented all, oh, she had Latino Barbie. She had she had Asian Barbie. That was hard to find. She had an African Barbie, very hard to find. Uh, and uh, Brandy, she had everybody. Britney Spears, she got them up. Everybody. So my kids grew up interacting with different races, not racist races. C E S, not I S T. Okay, let's get it right. Uh, so that's how kids should be being raised. If you have kids or grandkids. They should not have to distinguish between the white doll and the black doll. They should just be grabbing the doll. Hey, Grandma, you want to play? Here's Tommy and here's Mickey or Jane or whoever, whatever name you want to give it. Just don't let her be a Karen. I'm joking. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But, you know, it should be like, oh, let them all play. Okay. That's what real kids do. I used to work with children. I mean, I was I was masterful at working with kids. That was what I trained to do uh, at one point and then changed my whole field. Um, but... Uh, Kids should not have to, uh, that's right, that's right. Kids should not have to pick uh, and choose um, between what is what color and what, you know, if I see a group of kids in the gym, when I used to go play basketball in middle school and hockey, I played hockey, all that, volleyball. Um, well, in my school, it was a little different. <laughs> y'all know about Fox Lane and y'all know about Ripple Mom, I'm sure. But it was, a little, it was a little different. Actually, yeah, I was probably, I think I was the only black girl on the team. The team and there's probably like three black people in the school at the time at Ripamom anyway. So I don't know. That was a little different. But so we won't use that example. That's a bad example. But generally speaking, it should be I like when I go to London, I see kids um let's say playing in the park and like they're all different. Well, depending on where you go in London, that is take that back. Uh but usually general whole, they're playing together and they don't care about what color you are and all that stuff. They're just they're just, hey, you want to you want to have a good time? Yeah, all right, fine. It's not like, well, she's white and I'm not. It's like, who cares? You're human beings. We all have to eat. That's right. Friends and friends. That's right, Emma. Friends and friends. That's it. Uh, we all have to eat. 
Uh, we all have to go to the bathroom. We all got to have a roof over our head. We all got to die. Oh, uh, yes. And the catch is before you die, what have you done in your life to make this world a better place and to make your life uh, a better place? Who are you on Clubhouse? What's Clubhouse, G Mama? Tell me that in the chat. I don't know what Clubhouse is. Y'all know what Clubhouse is? My kids have the same belief that their kids. I'm happy. Yes, Amory, you're you're on it, Amory. You are on it. I know. I've seen your your beautiful grandkids. They're so gorgeous. Ah, oh, what beautiful sweethearts, and ham bones too. I see some of them little grands. Um, but yeah, that's that's the bottom line, guys. Today I was feeling a little peaceful, low key, and I just wanted something that was good news, good things, positive things. Uh, so I'm sorry I read you that long thing about the Quakers, but I think you should know about it. If you ever want to check out the Quakers, if you live in my area. Uh, Croton Valley meeting. You can look it up. I think, do I have a banner here? Let me see if I have a banner. All right. And if you want, let me see. I don't know. This is, might be, uh, it was good news. This might be something else. Okay. If you want to purchase the ear savers that Tashana and Takara made, uh, email me and I will get to them to get to you. Um, but that's pretty awesome. Don't forget about these. These are, these are so awesome that they made. Uh, I don't know if you can see those, but look at this. They're ear savers. So they go around your mask and keep your mask from falling, but they all have positive sayings on them, like believe you can, and you're halfway there. Um, thank you for being you. Like, look at that. Can you see that? Just some brilliant stuff. I mean, these two young ladies were so nice to donate to Philosophy Unite. I appreciate them. Um, so if you, if you need information, just inbox me. And then what's the other thing I want to tell you? Uh, oh, so lastly, before I go out of here, I'm late today. I know. I don't see my girl Donna on here either, but that's all right. Um, on the town with Tanya's Sundays at 8 p.m. And on the town living room chat is on Thursdays at 8 p.m. And every Saturday, you can check me out with my favorite guys on uh, Five Black Comics uh, at 2 p.m. Uh, Pacific and 5 p.m. East Coast time. Um, make sure you go to our pages, our YouTubes, press like, subscribe. Really helps us out a lot, guys. Um, you know, we're trying to uh, thank you, Amory. Yeah, we're trying to, uh, you know, do our thing. Thank you very much, darling, Emma. Appreciate you. We're trying to do our thing and make it happen. You know, everybody has their dream and wishes. Mine's was always to be television. When I realized how crooked that was, I, mine's now is to be a YouTuber. <laughs> I lowered my aspirations. What do you want from me? I mean, they make more, just as much money or more than the newscaster. So I don't care wherever God sends me is where I'm going. Uh, uh, as long as I don't have to wear a wig and a weave, unless I want, like if I decide tomorrow, I want to straighten my hair, I'm going to straighten it. But, but generally speaking, I don't want it to be like a condition in which I get the job um, or the man, which is why I'm single right now. Because, you know, the men don't really love the Afro too much. But I don't care because I do. <laughs> I'm loving it. I'm feeling it. And it's all good. So anyway, I'm going to let you guys go. I've, I've messed with you long enough. I'm going to let you guys go. But I appreciate you so much for taking the time out to watch again. And um, I'm trying to think who's this week's guest. Um, I don't have it on me right now. But I want you guys to watch uh, Five Black Comics on Saturday. And uh, today's Thursday. Yeah, on Saturday at 5 p.m. Um, Eastern time. And um, yeah, we're going to have a good conversation, I'm sure. Um, just check us out at 5 p.m. and go to our pages, YouTube and Facebook, and like On the Town with Tanya, Five Black Comics, and our YouTube page is the same thing On the Town with Tanya, 
and five black comics. Alrighty. Thank you guys for watching. I'm going to see you guys again on Sunday for me. And then I'll see you Saturday for five black comics. It's confusing, but keep up with me. Keep up with me. Love you guys. Don't forget, mark your date for February 12th, Friday, my birthday party, comedy, fundraiser. You guys are invited. I'll give you the free link. Just make sure you let me know. Inbox me that you want to go. All right. Who's that? Thank you. Oh, thank you guys for watching, Betty. Thank you, Emma and Anne-Marie. You guys are awesome. I will see you. Have a blessed night. Thank you. You guys have a blessed night. And I will see you guys on Saturday, Five Black Comics. Bye.